Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, as I taught you, we're recording 200 metres above ground in the Friends with Friends blimp. Uh, Dave's just left it on autopilot while we record. You can really tell, ahoy hoy, you can really tell when you've been awake for a long, long time before you record. <laughs> I think your brain kicks into a completely different gear. Um, it's quite tranquil up here though, isn't it? Barges and blimps. Yes, no, it's absolutely lovely. I can see for miles. Yeah, across the skylines in New York, really learning a lot about the blackouts of New York's. And we do know uh, that the blimps kill up to four Americans every year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, today's episode uh, is the one, it, pro- possibly the shortest, apart from the last one, probably the shortest episode title of them all. It probably is actually. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's, it's it's the one with the, and then there's only just one three-letter word after it, isn't there? I guess so. That is which is death. Cat. Season four, episode two, uh, four six 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 oh two. Uh, nice number there. Well, it's got six 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 in the middle of it, Pete. Notoriously, the most unlucky of numbers, or the sort of most evil of numbers, which is interesting because it's aligned with maybe the worst single storyline in all of Friends. Not worst, maddest. I tell you what, it's only second two because this is mad, 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 mad. Phoebe thinking her mum's a cat. But actually, in a way, it's plausible in a way that um, the episode where Phoebe gets possessed by the spirit of a dead woman that died on a massage table, that's the maddest one, isn't it? Because we're yeah. genuinely led to believe that's happening. Whereas in this one, it's just we're just meant to led to believe that Phoebe thinks it's happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it is eventually sort of explained away, isn't it? By, by Phoebe sort of explaining why it's happened with her sort of how she feels about her parents. Right, exactly, which is fine. But the one, yeah, the more I do think about it, the one where Phoebe gets possessed. And it's not even that Phoebe just thinks this is happening because she starts to learn things like who soupy sales is <laughs> even though she's never heard of soupy Sa- do you know what i mean like that's the, yeah. that are we genuinely meant to believe that phoebe has been possessed by the spirit of a dead woman maybe the synopsis for this one the one with the cat monica runs into chip matthews rachel's high school prom date and is thrilled when he asks her out though it causes tensions between her and Rachel, and ultimately Ross. Monica quickly realises Chip's never matured beyond high school and dumps him. Meanwhile, Chandler forces Joey to sell the entertainment unit that the latter had built after the former keeps ripping his work suit accidentally when he brushes against the unit. It's not keeps ripping, he did it once, didn't he? Uh, a prospective buyer traps Joey inside the unit, steals most of the guest's furniture, and Phoebe's overjoyed to find the cat that she believes contains her adoptive mother's spirit. Where do you want to start? I mean, even the person that wrote that synopsis on Wikipedia has relegated the title plotline 
to a one sentence at the end in a kind of, oh, um, this was a weird thing with a cat, you know? I'll tell you where we should start, Dave. Yeah. We should start by reading the message from the person who requested it. Ah, should we? Should we? You want to <laughs> you wanna start messing with the format now, do you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, that's um, something I've completely forgotten to do, isn't it? That's I apologise, right. Anna. I think it's such a great Friends episode with some great lines and delivery. I love the scene where Chandra is trying to sell Joey's entertainment centre to a guy who's also trying to get rid of his roommate's handcrafted canoe. That is great. And then one of the last lines where Ross mentions he has an extra foot on and Joey says, you don't have to brag, dude. We got nothing here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Uh, amazing. Love the podcast, by the way. You guys are great. Oh, Anna, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. So great that we're not even going to read your request out. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are great up to the point where I wrote in and now you've forgotten about me. And yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, you don't have to brag. We got nothing here. It's such a funny line to end the episode. Um, it's kind of just a, just a throwaway line, isn't it? That it doesn't really form part of the plot, but it's it's so well done. Perfect sort of Joey um, Joey train of logic. Shall we not moniker and chip on the head? Yeah, if you want, chip him, chip him on the head. Um, chip Matthews. Yes, yeah, so Chip Matthews is like a, a character that gets referenced fair a bit, and then it, it feels like one of those characters you're never actually going to meet. Do you know what I mean? Gets referenced a fair bit. Did I go a bit West Country there? <laughs> you did go a little bit West Country, That's yeah. weird, isn't it? I didn't realise I'd done that. When I'm listening to this, I'm going to have to now rewind it by 30 seconds to check <laughs> that I did do it. I think I think this is a great little bit of Courtney Coxing at the start of this episode. Like that whole conversation that she's having sort of mimicking a teenager on the phone. She's yeah. like, yeah, like getting all giddy. Yeah, we're still in that old Friends era of parodying other things, aren't we? You know, the sort yeah. of very clear parodies of scenes. And yeah, this one where... She comes off that phone, doesn't she? Having just gone, yeah, yeah, huh, yeah. And she goes, oh my God, we just had the best conversation. Like real throwback to high school, isn't it? Um, You know when she meets up with Chip and she describes his motorcycle? The chipper. And um, she says, well, you know, a motorcycle's a chopper. No, it's not. <laughs> a chopper to us would be what, Dave? A helicopter. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember having that exact thought the first time I ever watched this. Um, a bike is a chopper in America, maybe. I is don't know, it? but it's it's well, it must be, isn't it? Because she just says it so, like absolutely, like that was the case. But a chopper is very much a helicopter in 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 the the British Isles, isn't it? Yeah, I would. I mean, how would you feel if you went on a date and they were like, "Here's my helicopter." Great. I, I mean, yeah, much better than than Chip's motorbike. Although to be fair, like it, it's implied that he's had that motorbike since high school, which. You, could be doing very well at high school to have a, yeah. a motorbike of that size and ilk, haven't you? I don't know yeah. anything about motorbikes at all, clearly, including that they're called choppers, apparently. But it looks like quite an impressive bike to me. Do you know what I like about motorbikes is that Yamaha are a big um, motorcycle company, yeah. right? Yeah. But they also make keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> what shall we make in our company? Motorcycles and pianos. That's great, isn't it? Do you think it was just started by What's two people? What's that business plan? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like if me and you just started one and we both said, right, what we're going to do is write down a product that we'd really want to make. And what we'll do is we'll just make both of them. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be our that. thing. Yeah, motorbikes and, uh, and pianos. I presume that scene that you're talking about, the chipper, is... They've just left Monica's apartment yet, and they've gone to his bike. Yes. Because she hasn't seen the bike yet, so he can't have taken her anywhere on the bike, blah, blah, blah. So that's the first That's the first sort of two minutes of them spending time together. Uh, yeah, and it involves sort of just admiring his, his motorbike. But then sort of out of nowhere, he just leans in and goes for a kiss. Yeah, bold. 
it's weird. I thought I just like weird, like, like uh, maybe it's that that high school thing of just like they he's in that frame of mind of like oh, we've been flirting for so long. I just want to give her a kiss. But like a first date to go in for a kiss before you've even left for the venue is bold. It's bold and kind of mad, isn't it? She um she gets over him quite quickly, doesn't she? She she sort of gets the ick with him very quickly. Yeah, but he's awful, isn't he? That's why he's just yeah. he hasn't grown up at all. That list of names is so funny. <laughs> just keeps yes. reeling off that list of like it's one of those things. I, I like to think I could quote a fair amount of friends, but I could not even begin to try and recite that list off because it's so long and specific. Let's hope it's not in the quiz. Oh God, yeah, it could be, couldn't it? I think there's a strong chance it could be. Oh no, Simmons is the only one I can remember. Amy left us some more sass this week, by the way, when she sent the quiz over, so I'm excited to read that out later. Um, so, Mon- so, so the reason they're on this day is Monica's running into him at the bank, he calls, he leaves a message, and then we get that great scene where uh, Rachel comes home and sees there's a message from Chip Matthews and a number and rings back. Ross basically tricks her into ringing, doesn't doesn't he? Yeah, toying with each other. Toying with each other. It's kind of weird, because this is so context-wise, this is right after 18 pages front and back, isn't it? Yeah, it's just off the right, we're properly over this time. Yes, exactly. It's it's a strange one, though, actually, because on er almost every level, quite a good Ross episode, and an episode where you kind of side with Ross mostly. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he's quite sort of sane, isn't he? He's quite sort of... Um, I, I know there's some suggestion that he's a bit sort of uh, harsh with Phoebe mm. that he cuts... We'll come to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, on the whole, he's fine. But in, in this, like, it's, it's rare that I feel like Ross is in the one you're rooting for in a Ross and Rachel argument because sure. of the way he conducts himself mostly. But in this scene, they've written Rachel to be very... To be a bit of a dick, haven't they? Like, she's the one that's like, oh, uh, it's kind of weird that she's bragging about wanting to have sex with another man after she's broken up with a boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's quite a Ross thing to do. Right, exactly. And she tries to really sort of lord it into his face. And so, weirdly, I completely sided with him when you sort of see what he's about to do. And when that little bit of comeuppance does happen from Rachel being a bit of a dick, it's, it is really delicious, isn't it? Delicious. Good use of the word. Delicious. Oh, because it's already only you can't see that I sort of raised my eyebrows like Millhouse when I said delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was really just to freak you out and to get a reaction out of you. Then I realised you can't see me. Um, did you notice Ross's hair in this opening scene? Uh, no, I don't think I did. If you haven't watched it yet, go back and watch it or go back and have a little quick look. Ross's hair in that opening scene, the Chip Matthews storyline, is so shiny and so <laughs> round. It's, it's like a Lego man's hair. Like almost identically it's it's implausible that hairstyle and you know i'm not a man who claims to know a lot about hairdressing but you do have a lot of hair though i have a lot of hair but it's rarely dressed pete you know the beauty of the beauty of being a man with long hair is that you as long as you sort of brush it out you've got two solid styles one is tie it up and everyone it looks fairly tidy you know how often do you brush your hair every day do you yeah 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 every day get all the Tangle tease it, mate. Tangle I picture you brushing your hair with sort of a towel wrapped around you that's sort of under your armpit. Yeah, like Chandler um, in the episode with the hypnosis. Yes, yeah? exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of it. That's kind of the vibe. Nice. Uh, there's, I just get a lot of tangled hair, um, so yeah, have to have to brush it out. But that, that's what I mean. As long as you brush it out, you can then wear it down without really doing anything to it. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, your hair looks good." Um, <laughs> genuinely, it happens more. 
<laughs> that sounded ridiculous, didn't it? But people, when everyone's wear- always like, "Oh my god, Dave, you look so glamorous." <laughs> when your hair is up ninety five percent of the time, when you do just wear it down, you know, if you if you're dressing up a bit or whatever, people genuinely do comment on it. And probably when they say your hair looks good, they mean your hair is different to how it normally is. <laughs> but it's a it's a useful you know way of not really having to bother too much. Anyway, that all swings back to what I'm saying is I don't really claim to have an expertise in hairdressing, but Ross's hair looks mad in this scene. I tell you what, there's actually quite a lot that goes in this scene, because the other thing I noticed was, talking about towels around the armpits, Chip arrives as Monica is getting out of the shower. Yes, that's true. She, he sort of has to wait for her, doesn't he? Now, I can't... I can barely turn around shower to leaving all dressed up in less than about 20 minutes. Like... And I don't have to do make, you know, she's all she's all made up and the hair's nice in the next scene. Like, how long is she making Chip Matthews wait there and just talk to Rachel while she gets ready? Sort speed change. Speed change, yeah, yeah, like a quick change in a musical. Um so yeah, they go down to the bike, they go on. It turns out Chip Matthews hasn't moved on since high school. He still works at the cinema, he still lives with his parents, has that with all the gang, you know, the big list gang. And yeah, like you say, she gets over him very quickly, doesn't she? That kind of wraps up very quickly and she sort of just goes, ah, just not into him anymore, all the best. Someone that she always wished she was sort of on a level with to be able to, in her own eyes, on a level with to be able to date and then she dates him and actually he's not all that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. It's it's like one of those nice sort of moments of realisation, isn't it? That um, I think a lot of people have that if if they felt a little bit, not necessarily unpopular, but like they weren't the popular, the cool kids at school it's a thing you can reflect on 10, 15, 20 years later and go, oh, yeah. that, that was okay in the end. But but I mean, like you say, it is kind of cathartic for her. And that's the, it's just another bloody storyline about Monica being fat, isn't it? And as we've discussed a hundred times, she's not even that fat when no. she's fat Monica in inverted commas. But the idea that they have to get the, uh, the band uniform specially made, that sort of implies she was so preposterously large that it defied the tradition of human clothing sizes, you know? <laughs> she needed, like, an industrial size. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it, it's, you know, there's a lot of just backing and forthing about that as well. But, um, but yeah, like, she, she 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 gets what she wanted. She goes out with the cool guy from school and realises she's she's cooler and, and, and hotter, and, and that's all fine, isn't it? Robbery or cat? Um, robbery. It's my favourite one, I think, of the three. Not the worst thing in the world that Chandler's suit's ripped, is it? I would have thought so. He's got some odd... He wears another weird shirt later in the episode as well. A sort of white front, but different coloured sleeves. Do you notice that one? Just doesn't really fit him, does it? Just does not really fit him. I love this era of Chandler and Joey, this sort of entertainment unit era. Yes. Like, <laughs> the whole sequence of him building it to getting rid of it is so good, and there's so many funny lines in it. You shouldn't shut a chicken a duck in a closed cabinet. I would have thought not. I mean, again, I've never especially with what looks like aren't there fairy lights in it? It looked like sort of hot bulbs, and you know, like like you incubate a chicken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And also, I feel like entertainment center is really overselling the plywood shelves Joey's built. Yeah, this I, this is, again, a thing I used to think as a kid watching it going, when he says an entertainment unit, entertainment centre, like, what, apart from there being a television on it, because the stereo is not even on it, you know? Yeah. Like, what what is entertaining? It's a bookshelf, isn't it? With a cu- bookshelf and cupboards. Yeah. Like, what, what what is entertaining about it in any way, apart from the television probably their key source of entertainment is housed on it. But I wouldn't call a TV stand an entertainment unit, would you? Classic bit of 
Joeyisms, Joeyish behavior in the sort of stupid Joey kind of uh, narrative that he gets into it and allows himself to be mugged off and well robbed in the way that he is. Um, that's kind of latter level Joey stupid, isn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where you get. I think this is probably like the good balance of Joey stupid, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's the plausible level before he gets really stupid. <laughs> Yeah, true. Like this is sort of the character they're building at this at this stage. But yeah, I love that scene. Actually, do you know what? So there's a couple of things to say about that scene. The scene that, that Anna mentioned is so good that the way they do the build of, look, we don't have 50 bucks, we do have a canoe. And Jana's like, look, take the thing, throw the canoe out. And they reveal that the, the, the sort of Joey in that other pair <laughs> has built the canoe, as it were. It's so good, isn't it? That's such a good reveal. The other thing to say about this scene, though, Pete... Has been pointed out by Nikki Jones on Instagram, uh, who said when we said we're doing this this episode this week, said I believe this is the episode with the one-off, never again repeated speed metal incidental stink. I didn't clock this at the time, so you're going to have to play it. Well, I've I've clipped it out. Luckily for you, this is. Like, so it comes off the back of Rachel just is, is teasing Ross, you know, and going, Jurassic Park could have happened, and he's about to walk out, and then it goes into this thing, and this is the music. Wow, that's, uh, oh. that's pretty nice. It's quite something, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's quite, uh, well, what sort of band would it be that would play that kind of, it's quite a little bit like metallica It's just very, like, it's like double bass drum pedal, yeah, proper, like, speed, it's very, it's just... It's that, and the other one that you never hear again, and I've still never managed to quite remember which episode it's in, is the proper hyper-jazz one. Do you know what I mean? There's there's one that's kind of similar to that, but more freeform jazz okay. uh, in a different episode. Like, and they never repeat that one again either. And it's I just love that they're still... This is season four. They're still fucking around with the stings, but obviously gone, no, we won't, we won't have the speed metal one again. Do you think you could try and recreate the speed metal one on your keyboard? Your Yamaha keyboard. So my yeah, I'll recreate it on my Yamaha, my, my Yamaha, my Yamaha chopper. Yes, um, I could try, Pete. I wouldn't suggest it would be very successful. No, is what Fine. I, it would Fine. be my conclusion without even trying. To be honest, a little first first glimpse, I think, of Chandler doing a job that nobody understands in this episode. Yeah, true. So they put this ad in the paper, don't they? The the finest oak east of the Mississippi, says Joey, and. Um, they're talking about how much to sell it for. Chandler goes, oh, we could sell it for 50 bucks. And Joey goes, well, the wood alone costs, you know, you know, we wouldn't even make a profit. And you call yourself an accountant. And he says, no, I don't. And everybody <laughs> else goes, no, I don't, I don't know what you do. And that becomes such a running joke for the next sort of four or five years, doesn't it? Yeah, rest of friends. Uh, yeah, the rest of friends. And this is, I think, I presume the first sort of iteration of that. Um, incredible effort by the robber to empty almost an entire apartment. Right, I've got a lot to say about the robber. The, the never really clicked before putting my friends with friends podcast head on, but that is such a feat, isn't it? Yeah, we know that there are multiple sets of stairs. Yeah, but it's not like he just went at first. We see him take the, the sort of the 
um, what are they called? Boombox. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just trying to think, what's that old technology called? Yeah. Um, the boombox and the very, very old big laptop. But nevertheless, two very carryable things. By the time Chandler gets home later that day, he's taken two Barker lounger chairs, the other chair from the corner, the bookshelves with, like, the old school stereo on, amps and speakers and all the different things, a coffee table, the old school TV, which is, like, a big tube TV with, you know, one of those massive deep ones, the microwave, and a foosball table. <laughs> like, that is... That would take me an entire day if I was just moving house. Did he literally call in a removal crew? Perhaps he's a removals person. Well, yeah, what? And he's just got a crew? Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's it, the thing is, he, he can't have even planned this robbery. You know, what I would say to him in his credit, very opportunistic, because... He tricks Joey into sort of getting locked into that entertainment unit, but only because Joey tells him the story of, you know, one time I did that and someone locked me in. Have you noticed what's on the doodle board? Yes, thanks for all your stuff. Thanks for your stuff. So he's a little bitch as well. Yeah, he's taken... He must have come back after he'd taken the foosball table, because you can't write it that way carrying a foosball. I mean, absolutely... He's taken all the food in the fridge as well. The fridge is open and, and empty. Yeah. Like, that is a comprehensive, comprehensive job. Yeah, absolutely. He, you, you, must, you might be right. He must work in removals and has <laughs> called his pals and just had them on standby. And then they end up with a canoe in the end, don't they? Yeah. At least they got something to sell. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, one of the only other things the guy didn't take was the hockey stick that he locked Joey in with. Oh, no, he kind of taken it. Oh, God. I'll tell you then what. he'd release yeah, it. Then he'd release it. <laughs> you know when your brain thinks something and then immediately goes why did you say that and that would have been him free that would have been a, i was like because i saw it later when they're in the canoe the hockey sticks over there and i thought oh it's weird they didn't take that that'd be a cool thing to take but um yeah of course then he would release him nothing's cool to rob dave no you're quite well that cool to have sorry in one's possession yes you're quite right nothing is cool to rob the motto of this podcast and if we get one lesson across in this podcast it's that nothing's cool to rob Remember leaving the house and going to stuff? Well, it's back, because Great Big Owl is bringing some of our favourite shows to the London Podcast Festival, starting September the 2nd, and we'd love to see you there. So if you're a fan of... Two Mr P's in a podcast. Brian and Roger. My mate Water Toaster. Friends with Friends. The The One Show Show. Richard and Greta. From Queer to Eternity. Wrestle Me. Or Just Daytime Drinking. Then go to the King's Place website and grab some tickets now. And by some tickets, we ideally mean eight tickets. That's one for each show. Actually, bring a friend and make that 16 tickets. Great Big Owl, the only podcast network with the audacity to ask you to buy 16 tickets in one go. But we'll be thrilled if you just buy one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Dumb drunken bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny opening to that scene. I don't think I've seen that bit before. It's definitely, I mean, we've had this many, many times, haven't we? Because you watched most of Friends on Daytime E4 back in the day. Yeah, uh, and that definitely would not have made the cut. But it's even even by Phoebe's standards, like her songs are usually just more wacky and surreal than they are overtly aggressive. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but, I love that bit. Uh, uh, sweary. It's so funny just to cut into it and hear a yelling drum, Duncan bitch. It's so funny. I, I don't know why that really tickled me. I watched it late at night last night, and I was like, that is hilarious. Then the cat, come on, the cat, onto the cat, aren't we? So uh, the exact wording of what Phoebe says is, I just have this really strong feeling that this cat is my mother. And then Ross a bit later says um, that Phoebe thinks that her mother is in the cat. Like like it's a sort of miniature version of Phoebe's right. mum. Like yes. a, like like her mum is tiny and operating the cat like a puppet. It's like a, sort of Men in Black style. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> I mean, are we really going to argue over which is more plausible? <laughs> the tiny, um, the, yes, the, that's the, what we're here. The, for. the tiny mother inside the cat, or the cat being the mum. I think the spirit of Phoebe's mother being inside the cat yes, is the most plausible. Agreed. But that's kind of, you're right, that's not even what she says. She says, I have a feeling this cat is my mum. You know, like in Harry Potter, where they can change into animals. Right, yeah. So she thinks her mum's just changed into a cat. Maybe. And that's why, because she does, she, she sort of tiptoes around saying things in front of the cat, doesn't she? Because the cat's going to hear. The one um, ish, important issue that I'd like to raise... Yes. Is that Joey comments that the cat has a... Well, he doesn't finish the sentence yeah. because Chandler cuts him off, yeah. but comments that the cat has a huge penis, Yeah, right? Yeah. Cats don't have huge penises. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to defer to your cat expertise on this. Do they not? Well, like, when have you ever seen a cat with a huge penis? No, you're quite right. Yeah, they're not... They're not you see, like, a horse with a big penis, don't you? <laughs> no, but there's certain animals where you go... It's, it's unavoidable seeing that matter. Whale. Yeah. <laughs> Famously a donkey. But like donkey, the, the ones you sort of see out and about. I've never seen, I don't see many whales on my travels. I have never, <laughs> I have never seen a cat's penis. See, normally when you say stuff like that, I'd be like, well, we'll have to change that soon, but I don't want to say that in this case. I don't, I don't think it's something you need to I know, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, but I just it, I just don't believe it's plausible that Joey could have clocked that the cat has a huge penis. A huge penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a strange way of making the joke that, that's, that, that Phoebe's mum's a, a man, you know? 
Have you ever seen a cat's penis? Uh, comment on Instagram and let us know. <laughs> uh, but only if you don't have a cat. If you've got a cat, presumably a male cat, you, you should, presumably you have seen one. But just like we're more talking in the wild, you know? Right. <laughs> have you ever seen a cat's penis in the wild? Yeah. This is a very plausible question to ask. You're listening to Friends with Friends. <laughs> You're listening to Cats with Penises. <laughs> Um, so the cat comes in and then, yeah, I, I think this cat's my mum. And then she does, like, she goes hyper Phoebe, doesn't she? Does this whole monologue justifying it, which is basically to do with the fact that Phoebe's mum liked an orange fish and the inside of a guitar case is orange. Therefore, the cat is definitely her. You know, like, a, a, a thing that wouldn't stand up anywhere, but she's c- completely and utterly convinced by, you know? But this is where, so everyone thinks she's mad at that point. Everyone's looking around. And Ross calls out Phoebe from the start, and he sort of said, Phoebe, don't you think this is just a cat? But as, even though they all definitely think she's mad from the start, they all side with her and make Ross feel like he's being a dick. You know, Monica's like, Ross, don't start. Don't start what? He's right. The, the cat is, there's a, girl, a little girl missing a cat. It's the fact that uh, there's one point, isn't there, where Phoebe tries to sort of defend perhaps even keeping the cat. Right. Because she's been chosen by the cat. Yeah. Um, which is obviously bollocks. Well, yeah, I mean, that's famously, I don't think cats sort of, that doesn't count, does it? It's not like the cats sort of signed a legal declaration saying, I definitely want to be with this woman. But then, yeah, but Rachel goes, oh, Ross, you always have to be right. And whilst that is a thing that I think definitely applies to Ross, this isn't the context in which to try and accuse him of that because he's definitely right in this situation. I do enjoy that scene where he's sort of guilted into buying into Phoebe's insistence that the cat is her mum, though. But when he has to apologise to the cat. Clearly, you are the reincarnated (laughs) spirit of my friend's mother. That bit's great. The way he sort of delivers that line, hello, Mrs. Buffet, (laughs) (laughs) when talking to the cat. Yeah, I like that. Is wonderful, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is... Um, even Phoebe's sort of final argument, which is supposedly convincing Ross that he's wrong, is pretty unconvincing, isn't it? She just goes, look, Ross, have you had her parent die? Well, you don't know what it's like when some of them comes back. And this cat's my mum. And it's like, as if everyone's supposed to be going, see, Phoebe was right all along. But yeah. it's pretty pretty uh, thin as an argument, isn't it? But it is worth it for the others messing with him. And yeah, like you say, making him apologise to the cat. Because you can see... Like David Schwimmer plays that so well with the way Ross would feel about talking to a a cat that everybody else is pretending is got the spirit of Phoebe's mum inside it. He, he would hate that so much, wouldn't he? And the storyline, I don't know if you know this story, the storyline incidentally supposedly came about because Marta Kaufman uh, pitched it because she'd just lost her mother. Um, so did you notice the episode was dedicated to Dorothy Kaufman? Oh, yes, I did see that briefly. Yes, yeah, so that's Marta Kaufman's mum, who just recently died. So the, the, I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but the story supposedly goes that she was not coming to terms with it very well. She pitched the idea in the writer's room and everyone... everyone she was basically the Phoebe in the situation, do you know what I mean? Everyone was like, oh, this is mad but we can't really say, you know, we can't really not do it in this context because she's really struggling. So we'll have to sort of roll with it and see what happens, you know? And that's supposedly how this came about. Well, that makes some sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does actually, doesn't it? And it's kind of it's kind of nice and full circle in the sense that the reality is echoing the storyline because at least it gives it uh, much more of grounds, you know what I mean? Like a, a lot more plausibility. 
Phoebe does sort of um, carry the cat around with her a lot, though, doesn't she? Like, you don't take cats out and about with you for the day. Yeah, you don't just take them to a coffee house. No, it's not the sort of cat way, is it? Then you just leave a cat at home. Or let it wander around on its own if it's sort of an outdoor cat. But it's not really a sort of... Yeah, like you say, it's not a sort of accompaniment pet, is it? Um, So, yeah, that sort of wraps up the Phoebe's mum-cat storyline, I think, unless you've got any more uh, pearls of wisdom. Uh, No, that's all my notes on cat penises uh, done. (laughs) Feels like it's time for some sass and then a quiz. Amy, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, here's, Here's the accompanying sass. Not only is this another infuriating Ross episode, well, actually, do you know, like I said earlier, I think it's an all right one, but he is angry when Rachel says Jurassic Park could happen in spite of the fact he said it was a movie about what he does. Get it together, Ross. Yeah, she's linking the sass to last week. So that's very, yeah. Hey, tell you what, very comprehensive. Very comprehensive. Um, As I said last week, keep the sass coming, Amy. We like a quiz accompanied by some sass. Uh, Here we go, Peter. Would you like to get the quiz up? Uh, yes, I'm doing exactly that right now. Question one, Dave. Yes. Uh, according to Joey's ad, what wood is the cabinet made from? Good question, this? this. The finest oak east of the Mississippi. Do you know why I'm so confident on that one, Pete? And this will be uh, useful for anyone coming to the live quiz on Wednesday night, because I wrote it down in a different document earlier today. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a question in the quiz, isn't there, that helps if you've listened to the podcast recently? Uh, correct, by the way. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, dingy ding ding. There it is. Uh, question two. What coin does Joey find when he's in the cabinet? Ooh, a nickel. Is correct. Question three. Who was the wedgie victim? Oh, come on. I know Simmons gave the wedgie to... I have to no idea. Richard something, I think, but I can't remember his name at all. Uh, Richard Dorfman. <sighs> going to give us that i'm not going to give us that pete uh question four where is the little girl looking for her cat another one that i, I clocked because every time they mentioned soho i so- think of soho soho is correct and uh, question five what is chip's phone number chip's phone number does she say the whole thing if we were to get that right i think we'd we'd need our heads looking that to be honest i have no idea probably starts with five 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 because they always do but i couldn't tell you the rest of it uh, that bit's correct, and then it's nine three two three. Not giving us anything for that. Three out of five. That's all right. All right, could be better, could be worse. Uh, hey, do you want to know what's next? Do I want? Yes, please. Yep. So do I. <laughs> Goodbye. Which is why. <laughs> uh, next week the request comes courtesy of Jordan. Jordan. Hi, Jordan. And it's the one with the baby on the bus. Ooh, we're on a good run at the moment. Which is season two, episode six. Great. Great, 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 great. Um, another question I considered for the quiz this week, actually, Pete, but then I, it was ousted by something else. What were on the diapers of the babies, ducks and clowns, was going to be the question. Yeah. So but it's not going to be. So it's not a cheat. Um, if you are coming to the quiz, do come and say hello uh, when tonight, if you're listening to this podcast on the Wednesday when it comes out, tomorrow if you're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friendspod, or last week or further in the past if you're listening anytime afterwards. Um, but there you go. It'd be nice to see you all. Uh, I've got a few tickets left for the live show, Funday, Funday the 4th of September. Nailed cool. it. Uh, 4th of September. 
Sunday. It's not Sunday, is it? Why, why did I get the? I mixed Saturday. up the words. It's even though it's Saturday. Saturday. If it's Sunday, I won't be there because my train's <laughs> back by then. So. Saturday, the fourth of September, four thirty p.m. We'll um, we'll see you there as well. There's lots of seeing you there, and we'll also yeah. see you next week. See you there, and see you on correspondence on Sunday. See you there. Anything else? Uh, no, but I think it's now time to carefully land the blimp. See you there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.